Hey, what's up, everyone? Matt here. If you were tuning in for a new episode of What the Fuck Friday, I do have to apologize as there will be no new episode this week because we were busy invading Phoenix Comic Con all last weekend. And that's pretty much the same reason why there wasn't a show last week is because we were busy getting ready for it. It's always a crazy time when we have Phoenix Comic Con. Um, but what I do have for you tonight, guys, is a special episode that I recorded live from Phoenix Comic Con with a couple of other podcasters. Um, we got together and did a panel on how to start podcasting, how to become podcasters. Um, for any of you that are interested in podcasting, uh, I did this panel with a few gentlemen by the name of Brandrew Scott. He is the founder of Podcast Age Podcast and the founder and editor-chief over at Geek Rising. And also a gentleman by the name of Logan, who runs the Paper Robots podcast from Tucson, Arizona. Um, yeah, we got together, and like I said, we covered everything from starting to podcast, what kind of equipment you will need, editing software, um, funding, sponsorships, Patreon, uh Pretty much episode length. I mean, pretty much everything you want to know starting out, we pretty much covered. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope it's informative. I hope you learned something. And we will see you on Wednesday with a new episode of the Azugi Podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Look at the doors are closed. This is serious. Why so serious? So I don't know how they let me host a panel, but they did. And I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Logan, and I run a podcast. And his name is Andrew, and he runs a podcast. Uh, I'm Matt, and I also run a podcast. Uh, and he runs a site about. I, I run a website called <laughs> Geeks Rising, and I host his podcast, my podcast, and a local Albuquerque, New Mexico podcast about tabletop gaming. And I also do a YouTube series where I review different microphones and tech tips, that kind of stuff. So if you have any questions about microphones or recording solutions, I'm your guy for that. <laughs> and uh, what, what's your show about? Uh, we are a... What's the name? And, uh, we, well, I run Absolute Geek Podcast. We are a Phoenix-based geek and nerd podcast. We do three shows a week. Pretty much uh, cover all the happenings in and around the community and everything going on and conventions and stuff like that. So, yeah, you guys talk about like, everything like, from local Phoenix stuff to, you know, fandom, yeah. pop culture. Pretty much cover everything. And I do a show in uh, Tucson called The Paper Robots, where I interview uh, local creators and kind of pick their brain about what makes them do what they do, because I'm trying to be a creator myself. And uh, I met him when he was in Tucson, and he actually helps me understand all the gear I need and like how to like run a show. We actually met each other because I sent you a Twitter message saying your audio kind of sucks. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's actually a true story. A mutual friend at the comic book store was like, hey, my friend's doing a podcast, just check it out. And then he's like, I checked it out. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is this? I was like, I don't know. Like, I have <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But you, you improved it quite a bit with a lot of help from me. A lot of help. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of talk about uh, tips on how to get started and then we'll just field a lot of questions. So if you guys want to talk, you should do that when I'm ready for that to happen. So you have a bunch of questions written down. I do. I have, like I said, I have just too many questions probably. Uh, so we'll start at the end and work our way this way to me. Uh, like, what got you started? Like, why did you start a podcast? And you've been doing it for two years, right? Yeah, I've been doing it for a little bit over two years. Um, literally, podcasting for me, it's it's freedom, honestly. Like, freedom of expression. You can pretty much anything you're interested in, you can make a podcast about it. And the cool thing is that somebody out there is going to listen to it. Um, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I don't know if anyone else is a Kevin Smith fan. You know, I I saw him a lot, a couple times live, and had to, got the chance to pick his brain. And he always lives by the mantra, go out and make art. You Anyone can podcast. You want to make art? Podcast. So I started doing it and have fell in love with it and never looked back. What sort of, what's your favorite podcast? Like, if you had to pick top three that you listen to regularly, what would they be? Um, that's Hollywood Babylon, um, Nerdist quite a bit, and then one called uh, Barely Friendly. Okay. Very cool. 
Um, as far as me getting started, it was through Chris Hardwick and obviously Kevin Smith. Uh, I found Mall Rats and then been following him since then. But Nerdist really pushed me over the edge, and I, I tried multiple podcasts with people, but I couldn't get along with them, so <laughs> I stopped doing that. And I've gone through many different iterations, but. Well, what, what, like, what was the point where like, I need to podcast? Was it just because you were listening to them? Or? Uh, because I have no friends, <laughs> and I felt like I needed to, I, I quit drinking, and I felt like I needed to talk through stuff, and it was very therapeutic for me. <laughs> Ooh, this guy got real quick. <laughs> no, I, I just felt like I had to work through some stuff, and I didn't feel like I had any friends that I could go to because everybody at my age was like, already let's rage. So, so it, it was it was very therapeutic, and then it turned into, hey, I, I've been recording stuff for like 15, 20 years. Let's focus on that. And then you started heckling people on Twitter that do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so why did you decide to do the podcast that you do? Like, what? I, this is a community I love, man. I mean, coming to these conventions and stuff, you, you get a real sense of family, and you get a real sense of community and how we all work together. And here, nobody really judges you. In a, in a normal day-to-day uh, -day basis, people judge you for what you're into. Oh, you know, you like My Little Pony, you're, you know, what's wrong with you? Or you like uh, anime or wh what have you. This community doesn't do that. We're all pretty much accepting you. I mean, you can almost tell who's here for the convention now and who's here just because it's something to do. And it's, it's just a community love. It's, it's, and like he said, if you have a problem, it's a great way to work through it because you never know who's out there listening that's going through the same thing you are, and you can reach them and make an impact on them. And it's all, that's one of the greatest things about this is when you start and then you get the email that says, hey, I want to let you know I really like your show, and I connect with you, and you really made an impact on my life, and this is what I'm going through. It's, it's a crazy feeling. How do you get those? How do you get that? <laughs> By connecting with people. <laughs> Does not compute. <laughs> Does not, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought it was really cool that I uh, met you on Twitter. <laughs> met you on Twitter. Uh, and then it was like, I was like, oh, cool. You don't think it's good. Let me, help me out. Like, was, so, so what got you into podcasting? Uh, all right, there's probably three. Uh, Rooster anyone familiar with the yeah. uh, They've been doing it. It was called The Drunk Thing, and they've been doing it for like 10 years. They're one of the first podcasts, and actually there's a documentary about podcasting, and someone found out that they were like the first people to do it. Is that the Earbuds documentary? I think it's that one, yeah. Um, and then they turned into Red vs. Blue, blah, 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 blah. So they got me because I listened to Red vs. I watched Red vs. Blue, their series, and I found out that that creative team had a podcast, and then that opened the door to other podcasts. Uh, me as well with Kevin Smith. He, in all his like, Stand up, whatever interview shows. He always says, "Go, go create." He's like, "If you think you can make something better than me, like don't just hate me. Go make something better." Yeah. And just like the idea of going to make something. And I, I used to be in bands, and I used to try painting, and I tried writing, and uh, I love it. Well, I get it. Yes, I write. You guys are right. And I downplay. But I was fascinated by what makes people motivated to, like, what, why you create what you create versus, like, why don't you direct a movie instead of being actor? Like, what motivates people? So I wanted to interview them so I could learn, but I also thought it'd be a really interesting thing for other people that, like, if you want to start something, you should start it, and you can listen to everyone else tell their story, and they're all different, but they all did it. And, like, it's kind of a reminder for me and hopefully listeners that. All you have to do is do it, because everyone's doing it differently. So there's not like, well, I would do it if I knew the right way. But you just got to get started. And then you can learn tips from all the different people. Yeah, um, yeah like Shadow Buff says, just do it. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah, so that's what got me started. And then we kind of covered one of my many, many questions. Three. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you listen to? So we'll just skip that, and we'll kind of we're gonna start with what kind of tech we use. Um, everything from recording equipment like this stuff to what sites we use, how we host it, and then we'll field 
any questions that hopefully don't get answered or do get answered? Yeah, we'll just go right into questions after that. Yeah. If you've got as much time as you And when we have even more time, we'll just, uh, no, I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> so, all right, what? You want to start? Nope. <laughs> After you, sir. What kind of tech I use? Yeah. What do you run it through? Well, I actually have a recording studio in my house that I built. Um, yeah, I just took my back porch and closed it in and turned it into a studio. Um, I, use a, I use a normal professional soundboard, and I think they're AVGP 1200 mics. Okay. I think that's what they are. But do you know what brand? What AVG? brand? AVG is yeah. the brand? Or, yeah, I think so. I can't remember AKG. what they are. AKG, AKG. thank you, oh, yeah. yes. There you go. AKG. But yeah. Um, as far as me, I use a Zoom H6 when I am traveling around in a bunch of SM58s because that's just like an industry standard, very noise-canceling microphones. But when I'm just my solo podcast at home, I use a... Zoom H6 with a CloudLifter CL1 and a Shure SM7B. And, oh, and, I, and, and I host it on uh, Libsyn because that's just creating an RSS feed by yourself is a nightmare. Oh, I guess I should have included that too. <laughs> I use SoundCloud. Oh, I'd be careful with that. They're going through some troubles. Yeah, I know. You might want to look at transitioning. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking SoundCloud. into it. But I go to SoundCloud and when I travel around, I use this. Let me tell you, if you have an iPhone or a cell phone of any kind, the voice recorder on this is your best friend. I mean, you can record many interviews with, with this, and I do it at every convention, and it's, it's amazing. What do you use, Logan? I also use the Zoom H6 and uh, the Shure SM40s. 48s. 48s. See? <laughs> I use the Shure SM48s, and I use four of those into my Zoom, and then I plug my SD card in my computer, and I check the levels through the free audio editing site Audacity, and then I upload that to the host site Libsyn for $15 a month. And then you can connect that with your RSS feed to iTunes and all the, once you, once you have it on a host site, uh, all right, here, let me back up. Okay, so you wanna record the audio, right? You wanna do your show, and then once you have that audio, you have a lot of options. You can post it on like any like like music. You can post it on SoundCloud, which is free, uh, or you can post it on one of billions of host sites. And the host site is basically your online cloud, your hard drive, and from there it creates its own RSS feed, which lets other websites that search for podcasts find it and basically puts it out there for you. And then through there you can submit it to iTunes because that's such a common. And, and that's where a lot of uh, podcast distribution houses actually draw their information from. So once you submit to iTunes and it gets accepted, pretty much you're going to be in every podcasting service on your phone. So I use Overcast and it's there. So as long as you get it in iTunes, you're pretty much golden there. Yeah. And also then if you have your own website or you want to start your own website, you can, once you put it on the host site, you can embed it like you would a video or anything else. Um, I'm trying to think, what are you using right now? So you're using the Zoom? This, this is the Zoom H2N. Um, really simple, it just has like four microphone, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> there, there's a bunch of microphone capsules and I'm using both sides, so it's recording stereo and recording to two separate tracks, two separate tracks so I can mix them later. Um, the left hand side over here will be one track, right side over here will be another track, so. That's just something simple and easy to use. Just switch it on and hit the record button. And so do you, you have your own like recording studio. Yep. With that, it means that's a soundboard. So do you pre-mix everything before you record? Um, do you just sell the levels? I do, actually. I have a program on my iPad that has everything already programmed into it. Our intro, outro. Are you just using GarageBand? Uh, yeah. Oh, awesome. So yeah, intro, outro, Whenever we have sponsors, um, sponsorship ads, things like that are all pre-recorded. And I just control it all through the, the soundboard. So I think that's actually pretty important to know. They use, Logan uses Audacity, which is free, and Matt uses uh, GarageBand, which is free. So you don't need some $1,000 software. You can just use whatever you have on your computer that's free. Yeah. It'll, it'll do the job perfectly fine. 
And then obviously the more money you probably spend on the microphones or whatever, it already is going to set that level. But there's so many, like, like you can record on your phone and it's, it really is more about the content. That's why I wanted to like start off with what we all do because we all do different shows. But we all do it for our own audience, for, for an audience. Because you don't want to say like, I like football. I'm going to do a thing about football. It's, okay, what, okay, what about like, what, how is that any different than someone just Googling that information or anything? Like, what's going to make you connect with the audience? Um, yeah. It's passion. If you have a passion for something, people are going to follow you. People are going to listen to you. If you have a, if you, if, no matter what the topic is, if you show a passion for it, they'll, they'll subscribe to you. And don't pander. Yes. Don't pander. If you just think, oh, this geek thing is really popular right now, and we're going to podcast about it. People are smart. They're going to catch on, and they're going to hate your guts. <laughs> we in the community know very well if you know what you're talking about or not. So. <laughs> This, yeah, I, yeah, question. Boom, let's get started. Yeah, so right now we're talking about, let's say, on location recording. You're using the Zoom. Uh, now, you're not using any microphones. Is there any issues about like background noise? Do you use microphones if you're doing a one on one interview? And why do you just use an iPhone versus using what he's got? I mean, what are the sound differences? Why do you like your particular thing? You, you can go ahead and start like Oh, okay. Well, I've tried using recorders similar to what he has. And me personally, I don't like the way they turn out or it's it's not what I want. It's not as easy for me because I mean my cell phone, I can pull out of my pocket. And I used recorders before I started using my cell phone and I just didn't like the audio quality. And the minute I started using um, my iPhone to record, it, it was amazing to me. So... Yeah. No, I just set it on the table like I have now and use voice recorder. So it's, it's amazing. It's, it, I guarantee it's picking you up, asking your question all the way where you're sitting right now. Okay. So, so it's. Not really, no. The reason I'm using the H2N is mainly for convenience because I flew out from New Mexico and I didn't think it would be appropriate to bring a bunch like four different microphones and have. Each of us have our own microphone, but when I'm doing on a on-site recording, if I was going and doing an interview with Logan, I would bring the H6, and we would each have our own microphone. So that would be the SM48, SM58, something like that. And I found that to be much better at eliminating background noise because you're able to hold. You're each having your microphone. You hold it as close to your mouth as possible, and then you can just talk really quiet. And it's not going to pick up all the noise in the background. There are programs that will help and eliminate background noise, but that also affects the quality and uh, of your voice. So what I like to do is try to get the audio 99.9% .9 perfect before I even hit the record button. Um, I just think that's the best way to go about it because once you start manipulating audio to try to get it from 75% awesome to 100%, you really start to hear it affect your voice and, in my opinion, in a negative fashion. But it, it's really, I think, convenience is probably it, it most important for a lot of people. I think it comes down to like what you want out of the podcast that you're going to start. Like, if you're going to do something in your room with really controlled sound, or in a room with really controlled sound, um, you can probably go cheaper, honestly, because you're going to know what that room's going to sound like, and you can manipulate that better. Um, and then as you... The, the higher you go up or the more you progress. But it's more about getting your show out there more than anything because you need to just do your show and just like find out what that is going to be. And listeners will probably find you through that regardless of like, it's like reading a book. Like if it's a great story, you might forgive the art or if it's a crappy story, you might love the art. Like, so it's just kind of like that give and take. Um, yeah, question back. So um, when you guys do podcasts where you have either a guest host or somebody you're interviewing that's not a location. But if you do, what do you use to record that other person? Yeah, um, I, so the Zoom, he, like, hold up the Zoom. I, I think your, your question is, if, if you're in Phoenix and you're interviewing somebody, so Skype is one option, but to my understanding, I don't interview people, so I, I don't have first-hand experience with this. But my understanding is you would need a designated Skype machine, so you would run the audio out of that computer into your mixing board, 
there is something called Zencaster where both people will record on their own computers and it will get uploaded. It's called Zencaster, it's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. And that's a free service. You just link it to your Dropbox account. You both talk into your computers, whatever microphones you have, and it just uploads that and you can download each individual track and mix it later. Mine actually goes, uh, I have a, an extra cell phone that hooks right into my soundboard and we just do over the phone and it records uh, their phone audio and my mic audio at the same time. The Blue Yeti is really popular. That's the Snowball USB mic, right? No, that's the Snowball. Well, it's by Blue, but yeah. it's a big, tall thing, silver, big, heavy stand. If you're using that, are you going to be doing it solo, or are you going to have multiple? It's going to be four people. Four people? Okay, so you're going to want to use the omnidirectional setting. That picks up audio all the way around. We're looking at maybe even sync down, like one for each person. Oh, okay, okay. So that, was, that was the reason why it's not super expensive. Right. Keep it close. Yeah. So, will you each have your own computer, or will you be uh, creating like a digital device where the computer recognizes each I work in IT, and as, as far as like server side stuff, I build a server that can handle gigabits and stuff, stuff per second. Kind of stuff, so. Way out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, so okay. The, the, so, that's not a problem. It's just not going to be a problem. I, I personally think the Blue Yeti is a great microphone. I've heard a lot of people complain about it picking up too much background noise, but I think that's because they don't know how to use it. They're probably using the omnidirectional setting just for themselves. You need to use the cardioid setting that just picks up directly what's in front of you, directly what's in front of the microphone. So do that and try to keep the gain below 50%. I, I know this is really technical, I'm sorry, but that's, what, that's, that's why you're here. If, if you keep it below 50%, that's where you'll really get the sweet spot. Once you get above that, it does start to generate a lot of background noise and just like it's that you hear. So I, I think that's a great starting microphone. What about like syncing? Like, you know, like there could be multiple ones, like, you know, I've heard people go, three, two, one. Yeah, yeah. That's well, typical. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah. Are you doing it all in the same room or are you going to do it through? Uh, I mean, if you're all in the same room, I don't know how much. I don't sync. I run a podcast with four people, and yeah. we don't. If you're in the same room, there, you, audio syncage isn't an issue. Okay. It, I'm not to a point. I mean, he might know different, but for me personally, it's never been an issue. I, I know when you're recording on different computers, like four different computers, the internal clocks might be off a millisecond or something, and that could cause very minor syncing issues, but. I, I don't know what this, this server right. will do that might eliminate Yeah, are you like looking to try and get it all into one computer or? That, that, or it could be recorded on four individual streams, but mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to make sure that, you know. Then I would suggest audio syncing at that point, yeah. Yeah, just maybe every 15 minutes just stop and one person in the room just does a clap and then you can just sync that all up just in case it does drift by a couple milliseconds. I think that would probably be a good idea. Okay. I was just going to say that that kind of mic, if you have it omnidirectional, it would be good to just have one for all four people. You'll get everyone as, like, as a starting microphone just to have one. That, it, mm -hmm. it works perfect. And also, if you're plugging it into one computer, then you don't have to have it recognize four different USB mics. track it to yeah. recognize the four mics. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, regarding the snowball microphone, what are your opinions on that? Um, have you ever used a snowball? I, I personally am not a fan of the snowball. It was what I started out with, and I did not like it. I didn't like the audio quality. I didn't like what it gave me, and that's what made me kind of decide to go to a more standard setup with a, a mixing board and then the individual mics. So, so do you prefer XLR to USB microphones? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, my personal opinion about the snowball, it's a decent starting microphone but it does seem to have kind of a compressed audio quality. It does kind of, you, you can tell a Snowball's uh, recording when you hear it. It has a very distinct audio quality. So if you're just starting and you just want to see if you like podcasting, it's like 40 bucks. I think it's a great option to see if you want to continue. And then once you do get going and you realize this is awesome, I want to keep going, because you will, because podcasting is so much fun. Then you can upgrade and, and look at more professional, more, more uh, upgradable gear because USB microphones are very hard to upgrade. You're just going to have to buy a new one. But with XLR mics, you can upgrade the preamp, you can upgrade the mixer, you can get different cables if a cable goes bad, that kind of stuff. And 
regarding the next step, is there one that you consider in particular as the next step up there? For, I would, I, I always recommend XLR over USB microphones because, as I said, XLR microphones do tend to be more upgradable and if there is any issues with it, it's much more, you can troubleshoot it easier. So if a cable goes bad, you can go out to Guitar Center buy a new XLR cable, but with a, a blue snowball, you're gonna have to go find, go, you, you might be able to go to CompUSA, do those exist? No. They have replacements for oh, replacement yeah. USB cables? Oh, okay. They have the mics too, oh. okay. Yeah, I use, I mean, that's why I, before I used the Zoom H6, I used the Zoom H4n, which has a built-in XY uh, microphone as well as two XLR. Because I, from my show, I knew I was probably going to travel. So to me, have a portable recorder made it made the most sense. So I just skipped because I didn't have a laptop at the time either. So I was like, let's just skip straight to like something portable. And the Zoom H6 has four XLR cable mics, and uh, you can you can adjust audio before you can record it. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to add to what you were saying about using your iPhone for voice recording. I had just, I had just started my first podcast, actually, and uh, how are you liking it so far? It's so far so good. I mean, we recorded. It's a, it's about Animaniacs. So nice. Is, that is. It's called the Animani Cast. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was using my iPhone to record Maurice LaMarche, and I, you know, paid the money to get a bumper stuff, right? And as he's talking and I'm getting a great recording, my friend calls me right at that moment. He never calls me, by the way. Airplane. Uh, airplane. And so I mean, he was generous enough to do it. I was like directing him. Can you do that take one more time? Uh, so I'm very awkward and embarrassed. So, yeah. But I'm more earnest. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just one note I found out that the hard way. And that's, that's a very good, yeah. very yeah. good recommendation point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's other guy in America. We're just a But uh, there's, you mentioned XLR inputs, and uh, how would you connect that to a computer or a recorder if you're getting started? So there's a built-in microphone, or a built-in, uh, like a micro SD card in the Zooms? Well, for the well, Zoom, which you mentioned. Yeah, you, you're talking just a regular, like if you were to get an SM58, how would you connect that? So uh, do you want to... They actually make soundboards um, that are USB based that will run, you can still plug into your your computer through a USB cable that you can just plug the mic right into the soundboard and it, it works just fine. And then you mentioned XY. Oh, that's just like that. Yeah. You can explain it. Yeah, don't tell me. I'm being that annoying panelist that talks over people. No, that's great. So, uh, you have a YouTube channel called Podcasters where you do all this stuff. So, um, I'm not sure you guys can feel this one. I literally have those three questions. Is it working? No. So XY, it's just a microphone pattern. So you can have the standard microphone patterns if you're doing an XY is 90 degree and 120 degree. And that gives you a stereo image. So 120 Yeah, yeah, 100, not weather wise. So yeah. So built in mics to the recorder? Yeah, on the Zoom H4n and H4h6. Yeah. Um, also, when connecting XLR to the computer, you, there, there are really cheap interfaces, as you mentioned. There's the blue icicle that'll cost you maybe 40 bucks, and that connects right to the microphone, USB port, the focus right, Scarlett Solo. There's a bunch of different interfaces that are relatively cheap that'll the connect right away. Yeah. The Mbox, yeah, absolutely. USB based. Soundboards are relatively inexpensive. Mm -hmm. You can get a three or four channel one for like 150 bucks. It's, it's when you're starting out, it's best to know and have an idea of what you want to do because podcasting can be a lot of money. Um, but if you know, okay, I'm planning on having one or two hosts, maybe an extra mic for a guest. Knowing what you need to start off with is going to help you in the long run because then you, you're only spending 150 dollars on a four channel mixer instead of a. a 14 channel mixer, that's going to be a little bit more expensive. Yeah. And plug your higher wattage. Yeah. Uh, yes, in the back. Uh, yeah, I know we were talking about like, technical stuff. Um, is it possible that you guys can maybe assess you um, your pre game plans, uh, how the flow and production of the show goes, what you guys do to prepare, maybe? Um, yeah. Drink lots of beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. Um, I, will, I will counter, and you can listen to earlier episodes. Do 
Not sure anyone wants to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the one episode where you um, took a break? Episode 24, 23. Um, it was with this guy, Craig Powers. And what happened was, my the recorder ran out of battery, and I was recording, and we were drinking, and then the batteries died. But before we hit record again, there was an hour gap of us just continuing to talk and drink. And then we hit record again, and all of a sudden it went from getting buzzed to just drunk. <laughs> so, but uh, when I started the show, I, I would write down interview questions um, and kind of outline where, like, talking points. I also, before I started interviewing, I just had me and my buddy, we talked about we're starting a comic, how do we start it, where do, where do we go? It's like kind of the early stage, so you were there with me on that journey. And we would just talk about like uh, things we came out like things that were coming up, things that influenced us. But yeah, we definitely, I just do a bullet list, because I don't want to have like a script or like, I like to kind of keep it fluid and not really know and be open. But I definitely write it down, because then it, you have the confidence to get started and, and not feel like, uh, if there's a lot of dead air, I'm gonna have to cut out for like, yeah. For me, I, I do kind of the same thing. I use Evernote, and whenever I see a piece of news I want to talk about, I'll just make a note in my phone. And then when I record, I just pull up Evernote on my computer and just go through the bullet list. So that's a really useful tool if you are a podcaster and you just see something awesome you want to talk about, just write it on your phone and you can just access it anywhere. Alright, the woman in the pink, do you have a question? Um, I have a question because, um, I used to do a podcast with one of my friends. We had to cut it out because he would go work for BuzzFeed. What a jerk. I know. So What's his name? <laughs> or her name? His name was Kevin. So now you're. Kevin. He's Kevin's a jerk. Now he works for BuzzFeed LA. Will you read my uh, resume, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> really interesting though because I have a, a female on my podcast that sits in quite frequently and I've yet to have that issue which is pretty interesting that you say that when I go on YouTube because that's where I mainly do all my stuff I look at the comment sections it'll be one set of comments if it's a dude in the video and if it's a lady you just look at the comments it's the most horrifying thing oh, yeah. I have ever seen I, I don't understand this dichotomy where it's just like I'm not going to say anything offensive or rude to a man but then when it gets to a female Let's make her feel really uncomfortable and scare her out of the field. It's it's horrifying. And it's I like, do you suck? Or it's like, oh, girl, yeah. <laughs> well, like that's the difference I find between podcasting and just doing audio based and then doing YouTube. That's you, true. YouTube, it it's in your face to leave a comment. Most podcasts, you have to go out of your way to leave a comment. <laughs> so a lot of people don't. Like you, you sit there every episode and you. you you know, lack of term, whore yourself, and you're like, yeah, go check out, go to iTunes, download, subscribe. No. Leave a review. No. It's too much work. Hey, I'm doing this giveaway. All you have to do is do this. Answer this question. Too much work. But just say, retweet this, and you get flooded with it. So, yeah, with, like you say, with YouTube, people can just leave whatever they want because it's right in your face. And podcasting audio only, you have to go out of your way to do it. So a lot of people don't. Yeah, no one's commenting on iTunes. So not like, I'll be open up the iTunes. I really enjoyed the show. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, so I'm sorry if that sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, number R. Number R. Yes. Look up. Do any of you do voice acting on top of podcasting, or is it just podcasting? Are you hiring? <laughs> I'm a voice actor. Are you hiring? <laughs> no, call ACX.com. 
I try. Everything comes out like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> so I, I usually just bring in friends that are much better at something like that than me. Okay. Yes, staff member. Um, so monetizing your podcast, you talked about sponsors. Uh-huh. Um, do you guys monetize your podcast? Have you gotten sponsors? What about Patreon? I know quite a few podcasts are doing that now. What are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, yeah, I make tons of money on my show. <laughs> Um, I personally don't monetize my podcast because I I don't know about your experience with this because I haven't monetized it, but what I've heard from other podcasters is you need to get the sweet spot of 10,000 downloads within the first 30 days before you really get advertisers, but I'm assuming that's like your Squarespace or something like that. There might be more opportunities with local uh, advertising. Is that what you found? Or, or uh, well, we are sponsored by, like I said, Comic Bento. They're actually um, run out of Canada, I believe. Um, it's They came to us because of our unique show. Um, like I said, we do three shows a week, so like our Tuesday show is just normal geek information, news, everything that's out there. Then we do a comic book review show where we re- review the newest comics on the stands. Um, and then we do what we call What the Fuck Friday. It's kind of like Rooster Teeth where we just talk about whatever we want. Nothing is off the table. Um, they came to us because of our, our uniqueness in that standpoint when we do the comic book reviews. Um, so that was easy. They came to us. A lot of sponsors will come to you. Like he said, if you get the, the right number, they're going to come to you. If you're showing up a lot. Right. Yeah. If your consistency is, is the thing about it. If you're consistent, they're, they're going to come to you. Um, yeah, I I listen to a couple shows that are sponsored by Patreon, and they that seems to be a good model. I I have heard bad things about Patreon because you then you run the risk of okay, what incentives am I giving? Can I live up to these incentives? And all of a sudden you're this far, like you're over your head before you even have really gotten to your show. But that's always something to expand to, or. You can look, especially depending on what your show is, you can look to see if there's things locally or within that same field that you could try to reach out to yourself. But yeah, most of the time it's probably going to be when you get big enough they'll find you. Monetizing on a podcast is a lot harder than, say, YouTube because you get paid per view on YouTube. Yeah. Where with podcasts, unfortunately, you don't get that with listens. It's usually by the hundreds or thousands of listens. Yeah, as a CPM. Um, yeah. The best way to do that if you're looking to monetize is like Patreon. Um, I, I use Patreon. The problem with Patreon is you have to, like uh, Logan said earlier, you have to pander to people. It's all about what are you going to give me, what your incentives are, um, and, and just giving people to getting people to really donate to you is, is hard too. Because a lot of people, you see the big thing now is like conventions like this, you have podcasts that are going to conventions and asking people for money to fund their convention. We don't do that. All Everything that we get through Patreon strictly goes to either making t-shirts for our show, equipment for our show. It, it stays within the show. It doesn't go... We completely self-fund ourselves when we go to conventions. So it, Patreon is an option, but it, it, it's a lot of work. It, it's a lot of work. In the back. Gentlemen in the awesome X-File shirt. So um, my question was about posting. Earlier you said there's a Yeah, it's Libsyn, and that's L-I-B-S-Y-N for Liberation Syndication. Yeah, L-I-B-S-Y-N, and then there's also Blueberry, which is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. That's another one that's really popular. There's a, there is a ton of podcast hosting sites out there. And they all start from like, you know, 10 bucks a month to 15 to 20, depending on um, how many episodes you're doing, how large the file size you can upload. Because you're basically buying cloud storage, and so it depends on how big your files are, you're uploading how often, and what you want. Like Libsyn, uh, you can upgrade to see geographics, to see more sets, and that's just something like, if you're interested and you want that, if not, you can, and, and file sets. Is it for your hosting, does it also allow you to create sites for your podcast, or is it uh, best of places just cloud storage? Libsyn kind of does, like you can, you can enter in a bulk text of posts, or you can just do posts like, but it's hosted through Libsyn, not your own. And it's not pretty. 
It, 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 it looks like a basic HTML. It's like live journal and MySpace. Yeah, that's it. Live live journal. That's a perfect example. <laughs> if you know what live journal is, yeah. What it like comes, yeah, when it comes to the website, my personal opinion would be have your hosting site and then go somewhere else for your website. Go to, go to like you said, Squarespace or um, all these other ones that are out there. Um, Especially if you want a site that you want to expand on. Yeah. Put other content on there or redirect or whatever. Do you use Squarespace for your site? I don't. I use WordPress. Okay. I used WordPress and then I quit using WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Captain America. That's your name from now on. Would you suggest having a website when you first start off in your podcast or to kind of make it as you get more of a following? I would probably start, or even just do something free, because then you kind of have that domain name in case it does get big. It, uh, what do you think? Both I say absolutely. Um, you want the website and the podcast before because what the way when you to get out there in Google search you, you definitely want to have a, a website. Probably Twitter and everything too, just lock down those titles in case you maybe don't use yeah. it. Yeah. Um speaking of just getting started, I mean how do you get those initial viewers? How do you market yourself to you friends? Uh, Rubble, baby. <laughs> uh, to get your thing out there it, I that's why I like having friends on my show and interviewing people because Hopefully then they'll reshare it and it helps if it's someone you like, oh, this name, and they can, if your friend search for that name, uh, interviews or talking to other podcasters, talking to your community and just being like, little, like grassroots saying, please listen to my show and then maybe they'll subscribe. And then there's a, there's a website called Podcast Land that you, if you get your friends also to check out, you can have them submit it and they'll post. If you get enough votes, it'll post to the front page, and then if it keeps getting votes, it'll stay on that front page, and then it's being advertised out there for a while. Uh, yes. Podcast, um, there's a lot of uh, podcast directory sites that you can uh, put yourself on. Um, you look up on Google, put yourself on them, and people can go and that are looking for podcasts, it'll direct them to that site, or they can look to the directory site. Um, me, I took the initial, the old school approach where boots on the ground, I made flyers and went to my local comic shop and luckily I know a lot of the comic shop owners in town. I was like, hey, I, I run this podcast. Here's my business card or here's my flyer. And they had them sitting on their counter and people would just take them and, and find us. So it, there's multiple ways to get your name out there, but it, it's, it's a lot of work. The digital way seems very oversaturated. So I yeah. think that might actually be a good approach. Just like when you're in a band, if you're promoting, and expecting to make it just based off of MySpace or, or like whatever people you use nowadays, like you did. Something, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Oh, wait, wait. You, you, you might. I was going to say you could also, um, like, if you know your niche specifically, find your niche, though, that niche group as, in any place you can find it and spread it as much as you can. That's, that's what we did with ours. We like, specifically set it in our specific Absolutely right, correct. Yeah, yeah. If you know, if you know what your audience is and you can try to tell them about it, that's going to be your best way. Start locally and then keep going. Because hopefully, then you know, my friend moved to Mexico. So New Mexico. So now I have downloads in New Mexico. That, that's an amazing advantage. If you know your niche and you know your target audience and you know who you want to go after right off the bat, you've already got to step up because it, it makes things so much easier. All right, Ravenclaw. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I have three questions. Questions is, is really clear. Okay, cool. Um, so, first, how much um, for someone who is totally new, how much should you expect to pay to for, to set up the whole uh, the microphone, everything? Okay, well, uh, the basic package, I guess. So, like we said, there's free editing sites, so nothing there. If you want to pay for a host site, or you, if you really if you're really testing the waters. SoundCloud's, SoundCloud's free. You can upload your episodes for free. And you can use your iPhone for free if you really want to like start. So you can start right now for free. But so, SoundCloud's free up to a certain point, and then they offer a subscription service. It's 15 bucks a month. They actually have their own podcast subscription service now. Where it, oh, so awesome. it's 15 bucks a month for unlimited uploads, no matter how big your episode is. Yeah, for the tech guys and everything. Yeah. Uh, what, um, 
uh, in addition to cost, uh, how uh, much of, um, how long does the learning curve? For actual, like, yeah, software, the DAWs, most of them actually have presets. So you really don't even need to, yeah, it, like GarageBand has a podcast vocal preset, so you can just click that and then as you learn and, and do this more often, you can look at what the effects that it adds to the channel are and, and play with them, tweak them a little bit and figure out what they do. And then you can generate your own presets. So it's it can be pretty steep if you're trying to do very complex things, but for podcasting with one or two vocal tracks, it shouldn't be that difficult. And if you, if you buy one of the recorders, it, you can just sit there and mess with it too. You, you can also buy packages. They have their podcast packages that come with a mic, um, pretty much everything you need to start. But like they're saying, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Audacity is an amazing program and it's free. So if you're starting out, I started using Audacity first and then went to GarageBand. So Audacity is nice. Um, I kind of looked at the podcast packages as far as like mics and stuff and then kind of went my own way and, and bought my own equipment. It's just, it's like I said earlier, knowing what you want to do and how many people you want to do it with and what your target goal is. And so you're, that way you're spending your money wisely and you're not getting it over your head to where it's starting to cost a lot of money for, for a hot, which is for something that's going to be a hobby for a while. Only there was like a, a YouTube channel that recommended technology in my I know, right? <laughs> it's called podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can help with here if you want to email me. I have stickers and stuff. Um, yes. Uh, what about joining podcast networks? Like I have a few friends that actually are part of Bigger podcasts, like like the Star Wars Report Network and the Thunderquack Network and Earwolf and all that. If, if you yeah. know the people that's that's an in or once again it's kind of like getting sponsors, it's yeah. coming to you, like they're going to come to you. Dude, so when they, what is the general? I, I don't know exactly what the general thing is with that. I mean, do you do those people generally front help front the costs of hosting all that stuff, or what, what's that? I, I don't have personal experience with it, but my buddy does the sci-fi movie podcast, and they just joined the Podcastica network, and I, I went right to him. I was like, what do they do? Like, what, what's the big benefit? They don't pay them. It's basically just, okay, once you get a little bit more listeners, we'll guest on each other's podcast, and they have the Walking Dead cast, which I think is like the biggest Walking Dead podcast right now. So it's, it's mainly my understanding on the smaller podcast networks, it's gonna be more of a just, let's go ahead and trade guests, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And also the benefit of being on that, if you have a good runner of the network, is you could have, you could make like sales of multiple podcasts. So if you don't have 10,000 downloads on a single podcast, you could say, okay, well, we don't have 10,000 on this one podcast, but we get 3,000 on four different podcasts. So will you sell, a, sell us an ad now, or can we sell you ad space now? So that, that could be another benefit, but I don't know about fronting like money for it to, to, to develop a studio. Right. If they have a studio, they may offer you time there. I know Nerdist, they share their studio, so bigger bigger things like that might end up sharing studios, but I know how that's part of it, just kind of like, because that's my main thing, it's like, I don't, I don't, I'd love to join a friend, but then I don't know if I'm going to be like, okay, well, to join our network, it's, you know, you got to pay us. Like the, right. you know, like, it's, like with Lipson, you pay them $15 yeah. and all that jazz. No, that's usually something like that they'll come to YouTube, or you can even email these places and yeah. check that out. All right. I, I don't know if it would be a big enough benefit to pay them to yeah. be a part of their network. No. Yeah. yeah, like I said, a lot of those have to come to you. Um, and the other thing with that is then you're giving someone a say-so in what your content and what you're creating. And I won't do that. I don't. I, I want ultimate say in what I'm creating, what I put out there. What I want to say, my, my voice, my opinion. I don't want to give someone the the option to say, "Well, I don't like what you're doing. You need to change it to stay in my network." Um, no, not <laughs> not in my, That's not how I'm going to roll. And you, sir? Um, so you guys mentioned that you use uh, all these different uh, audio uh, editing programs like GarageBand and Audacity. What are you guys doing in them? Or why can't you just record and upload? So I personally, as I stated at the very beginning, I try to make the audio pretty much. 99% perfect before I do that, but then I'll add a basic equalizer and a compressor, and that just, if I move really far away from the mic and the audio gets quieter, it'll boost to that part a little bit, so it's more consistent 
at a consistent level. And if you have some low level hum, you can just roll off the low end of the EQ. But I, I don't do that much to it to each audio track. And you can you can automate like if you have um, studio, you can do the soundtrack like soundtrack soundtrack right at the beginning. I edit like my intro song in there, and if I want to clip things apart, cut things down, it's it's like for all your editing and making sure that all the tracks are synced or. Like you said, I use it to boost also in case someone leans too far away or it's something like you can kind of balance that. Um, I guess I'll, I can burst a bubble here. Podcasting, when you're getting started, editing is going to be your best friend <laughs> because you're going to have lots of awkward pauses and you're going to find yourself going, hey, you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is so-and-so. Um, today we're going to talk about the new Captain America movie and um, you're going to have a lot of and and ums. It, it, takes, it takes a while to get used to speaking that way to where you don't have to edit it. Luckily, me now, doing it for two years, I'm to the point where I don't really have to edit anymore. The only time I have to edit out is if one of the other knuckleheads I work with says something that's offensive or, or something I don't want to be out there. But other than that, it, right off the bat, editing is going to be your best friend because you're going to have a lot of awkward pauses. You're going to have a lot of ands and ums. And it's just... It's, uh, just yeah. Um, and um, I, would, <laughs> I, I would recommend also don't be afraid to record a podcast and be like, wow, this is Oh yeah. Just like try it out. Do little test runs and get comfortable. Because you look like an insane person if you're just sitting in a room. Hey, uh, my name's Andrew. I'm talking on a podcast by myself. It, you look like an insane person, so it takes a little bit of time to get used to that. Come to terms with your own insanity. So do a little test runs and get comfortable on a microphone because it is uh, it's an acquired ability. It takes a long time. It took me probably a good three months before I was comfortable with having a can in front of my face. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of... It, I still can't do it solo. It, it becomes a second nature. Like, so, solo is very hard, and that's what I'll say right now. Solo podcasting is very hard. It's easier when you have a group of people to work off of and, and play off of, whereas where it's solo, it's, it's all you. are just talking to your mic. Right. Oh. <laughs> I just sit and talk into a microphone, laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> well, so I do, yeah, I do a solo like intro where I talk about what the show is, and I, I will record it 15 times. <laughs> hey everybody, hey everybody. So, uh, this <laughs> Yes. So is talk. there like a grace period uh, that people just know if you're starting out new? 30 years. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That where, where, your, where your podcast can be kind of lower quality. Yeah, when you're starting out, I mean, obviously it's kind of like if you can sound the best, that's already one hurdle for a, li and a listener to get through. Um, but if you just want to start, it's going to be the content of the show, like anything that you're creating, it's the content you're providing that is going to make people stay. And uh, like, that's why I like, don't pander with what you want to do. Like, make the show you want to you do and then uh, worry about the audio and everything. Kind of, is the next step is the next step. Personally, I think it's pretty cool seeing a podcaster grow. So like at the very beginning on episode one, if they are a little uncomfortable, like this podcast, this is rad. I listened to that the very first episode. It's one of the most uncomfortable things I have ever heard. But now they're at uh, episode 100 and it's it's amazing. So I think that's a pretty cool journey to see. You, you see the actual people come out of their shell and become an awesome podcaster. I say 30 episodes. 30 episodes is a great grace period. Because a lot of podcasts don't make it to that many episodes. That's true, yeah. Um, you know, if you go back and listen to Absolute Geek, our first 30 episodes are terrible. It was me and my buddy in a room with one mic, and now I've moved to a studio with four. So it's all just up, it, it's all how you grow. Your first, no one's expecting you to, to hit the ground running to be an amazing show right off the bat. Like, a lot of people are, I mean, the two guys sitting in front of you right now can attest to that because they're two of my listeners, but... It, it, it when you start off, they're terrible, and when you grow, it like he said, it's an amazing thing to see. I, I, I do. Yep. You know, he does, yeah. So did that come in first, or where did that come in the process? 
Oh, that, that came in when I knew a friend who could make music. <laughs> uh, you can also, there's, uh, there's uh, what's called fair use or free? free. Fair use, Creative Commons. Creative Commons, you can look, like Google Creative Commons songs and you can grab it and you don't have to pay rights to the song and it can get you started if you think like, this is the tone of my show or like, whatever, like, just to have a bumper at the beginning. You don't need it. X-Files and then Dr. Horrible. <laughs> so, um, when it comes to like podcasting, Well, yeah, I mean, you. It, I did about probably 25 episodes before I introduced my other two. It, it helps a lot depending on how many people you're working with. Are you trying to plan on doing it with other people or just by yourself? Okay. Um, I just blanked on the question. Um, <laughs> so, again, as far as multiple at one time, that's really on how much you want to take on. Um, it's just doing more than one project. Yeah, at once, and if you don't know, like, if you can't rely on someone, or it, or editing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to put this episode out. But also, if you haven't started yet, then it kind of lets you. You can record a bunch of cat back catalog. If it's not topical, like you need to have it out today, you could record several at a time, so you already have a, a log to go with. So then, if you get behind on recording, you have that buffer. What What was the second part of your question? Like uh, getting started was. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I try to go an hour. Uh, when you're first starting out, an hour is usually about the sweet spot, and then you can, you can go over that. You gotta think that you're, you're listening to, you, you know, people are listening to other people talk. So it's, if the topic is, is informative and something they wanna hear, they're gonna wait around the whole hour. If it's something that, you know, you talk about a topic and that's it, and then you move on to something else, and they don't want to hear that anymore, they're going to drop off. So you're going to see a lot of fluctuation. I usually try to stay about an hour. A lot of times mine will go over if the, the topic is interesting. And, and a lot of it is your personal choice. How are you having fun with it? You know, it's, do you want it? Are you having a great conversation where you think that there's more you can add to it? Then go longer than an hour. If it's something like I do, like, okay, so my, my Friday show where we talk about anything, anything we want to do, we'll, so we can go to an hour to two hours where it's just our normal news show i try to keep it in an hour because a lot of it's same information that you can get other places but you're not getting our opinion on it and that's what a lot of people listen to that for is our opinion and what we think about it um so it, it really just depends on what you want to do I, I i personally say around an hour is probably where you want to keep it starting out and as far as juggling multiple shows like i said it's all in your how much time do you want to invest in this for me it's easy because my studio is at my house the my other the other guys, all the equipment's at my house. The other guys come to my house. So it's all local to me. And depending on where you're going to do it, it's how much time do you want to invest in this. A, a quick tag to that. I would also say keep your release schedule consistent. Think once, once you say, I'm going to release it every Monday, release it every Monday. Think of it as entering a contract with your listeners. Because once you start missing week after week, you'll lose listeners really quickly. So just, just think of it as a contract. Once you say, I'm going to release it once a week or once every two weeks. So, so take that into account when you decide on your release schedule. All right, and we have time for one more question. So who has the best question? No. Uh, you just put too much pressure. I know. That's, that's the whole point. I think we got some right here. I will go you, and then if it's fast, we'll go to Mike. It's what it is. Yeah, for me it was, I started doing questions on the show that were, they were called podcast questions and I had the sound bite. And uh, this guy right here, Mikey Mike, uh, he tweeted, I know with you, you know, at Twitter. Twitter, on Twitter. Uh, he did and uh, another lady did and one other person started tweeting questions because I was curious to have like random questions like, like who would win in a fight or like what's your favorite, like how do you wake up? 
and decided to write a comic. So, and uh, yeah, so, like that was amazing. Like, just to, to know that uh, someone I don't know like directly was listening was really cool. Yeah, you you get a lot of, on uh, iTunes, especially people. Well, hey, I like the show. Hey, you know, I, I liked it up to this point. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to get trolls. You're going to get trolls. Um, the coolest thing I've had happen to me is we've actually, uh, we did a story on cons. A lot of people, a lot of people will just jump right into cons. They're like, oh, I want to go to a convention. Let me go to WonderCon or let me go to San Diego. You're jumping to these big conventions. And personally, I think that's a terrible idea. You're, you got to get used to being surrounded and everything's around you. I say go to lower, littler cons first. Like, like this, this con is perfect. If you, if you, this is like kind of for me, like middle. If you want to start out, like I would say, like amazing Arizona or um, Fan Fest or Tucson Comic Con. Yeah. And just diving in head first is not the way you want to go. And so, long story short, we had a girl message us and say, hey, listen, I have complete anxiety and it was cool hearing what you had to say and suggestions I took that to heart and now I'm going to try going to WonderCon because of that so that that's cool like you do get that and it's it's really awesome when it happens I had kind of a similar thing when I was going through a bunch of stuff and using podcasts as my therapy because I couldn't afford a therapist I, I had a few people reach out and say it's really nice to hear somebody going through the same thing as me I just think that I think that's what's really special about podcasts you can be as personal as you want, and there's going to be somebody out there that will listen, and 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 they will actually care, and you might help somebody, and that's that's amazing. Um, we're out of time, but I mean, uh, if you will answer questions until they kick us out. I don't really care. And if you guys want uh, stickers, I have like, if you're looking for gear, I have about 150 different mic reviews and interface reviews. You guys can check out and business cards, all sorts of stuff. You can come up and have five. Thank you guys. Thank you very much.